this is the Pie Boy Podcast. One, two, three, go. Welcome to the Pie Boy Podcast. And I'm your host, Sparky. And I've got a special edition podcast for you today. Tonight, whatever time you're waking up doesn't matter. What matters is we're going to talk about the Rolling Stones. Um, Last podcast, I talked a little bit about them just because it was fresh um, in the news that Charlie Watts, their fabulous drummer, had passed away. Um, And I was feeling some sorrow about that and really thinking about the Rolling Stones, um, not just because he passed away, but by thinking about how much I love that music. I love all their music and how long they've been around and all the different flavors and different albums and different generations of the Rolling Stones that you could be a fan of. And um, I'm a lifelong fan, even though I'm 33, almost 34 years old because of my dad, who is a lifelong fan who grew up on the Rolling Stones, was born in the sixties. And that was like the soundtrack of his life. And I've talked about them a few times I think the very first podcast uh, cover art and song was Jumpin' Jack Flash because it talks about being born into a crossfire hurricane and that's my life and that was my dad's life and so many of the songs my dad could relate to but I could also relate to too. So I feel this emotional pull to them and also um, them losing people. I've lost people. I've lost my compadres and um, people that were part of my story and still are part of my story. So I feel that. And I feel like ah, I had to tell this story that's different from the timeline that happened after I moved out and it was my first year of college. And I saw the Rolling Stones on a whim. And the story's going to be called Rolling Stones on a Whim. Um, yeah, it's a crazy story. Nobody can take this story away from me. No, I don't, I've never met anybody with this kind of concert story. And I don't think these concert stories are really going to be around anymore because of the pandemic. It's kind of stomped those things out. So I think it's triple special because of that and the homeboys passing away. And yeah, I got to tell this story. Um, so freshman year of college, I make it into the University of Montana. And leading up to that fall of 2006, I was in Montana because I had spent a lot of time in Montana when I was growing up because my uncle and my aunt had a lake house on uh, Flathead Lake. Shout out to Finley Point. Grew up there in the summers and yeah, I was there in summer of 2006 going into the fall and getting excited about going to the University of Montana. Going to live in Missoula, one of the coolest college towns I've ever lived in. And I was meeting some people that were going to University of Montana or people that had gone there that lived around the lake and some big wig people, some Hall of Fame NFL people, basketball, former basketball players, uh, people tied to the business department, lawyers, all kinds of 
hot shots that my uncle knew. And I remember the specifically this one group of ladies that he knew, um, we're talking about going to the Rolling Stones concert. And I said, no way. They're not coming to Missoula, Montana. Like, are you kidding me? It's the Rolling Stones. And they're like, no, bud. Like, we're going to this show. And it's a big deal because you, you've never been to Washington County, Washington Grizzly Stadium. Like, what are you talking about? All right, hold on. I got to plug in really quick before this thing dies. I'm the amateur that forgot to plug it in, but they're talking to me like I was an idiot. And then I realized that they weren't BSing because I looked it up on the internet because Google was in full force at this point in time. And I got excited, but at the same time, I got really sad because I started looking at the ticket prices and I said, there's no way that a broke college student is going to be able to go to a show for 200, 300, $400 that they were selling, trying to sell these tickets for. But I thought maybe, maybe I could go to that show, but really I didn't believe it. And I kind of forgot about it because of all the other stuff going on in my life, getting ready to leave home, ready to live in a place completely different than where I grew up and, um, yeah, start the next phase of my life. So the rest of the summer goes by, forget about it. I get into school in the fall, get settled in, start making some friends, make some Chicago friends. Shout out to my friend Jim and Vinny boy. Um, and start partying, tailgating, going to Grizz games, dreaming of wanting to be a Grizz football player, trying out, getting ready to try out for the team, do all these different things. And the weekend of the the week of the Rolling Stones concert comes around. And it's around the first part of fall term. And I remember people getting all excited about it and people are getting, some of my friends were getting jobs, working, um, doing different things for the event and security and loading chairs in and all this, like setting up the stage and doing all this stuff. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll do that. Miss my chance. Thought maybe I could get in there and see them and do that. And my dad's like, I'm telling him the stuff. He's like, you don't want to just go. I was like, dad, it costs so much money to just buy a ticket have you looked at the prices he's like no you need to scalp a ticket and this is what you're going to do you take out a hundred dollars he's like i'll send you the hundred dollars he never sent me the hundred dollars i pulled out a hundred dollars out of my student uh loan payback money and they send you the check if you don't use all of it and uh I remember I went to the ATM, Wells Fargo ATM, pulled out $100, and he said, go find a scalper. They'll be waiting out, go about an hour, hour and a half before the show, and wait. Wait for somebody to say $100 or less for a ticket. Doesn't matter where the ticket is, just get the ticket. You won't regret it. I promise you. He's like, if I had a chance to go to the Rolling Stones right now, I would fight tooth and nail 
scratch and pull out eyeballs, do whatever I can to go to a Rolling Stones concert. This is his favorite band. I can hear it in his voice. Like you have to go Sparky. You have to go. All right. So I pulled the money out. I go, I'm scared as shit because from what I know, like scalping tickets is sketchy and I don't know if I'm going to get robbed. I don't know. I'm in Montana, but it's not like I'm in downtown Portland or LA or something trying to scalp a ticket from some squeeze ball, but I'm freaked out. I'm super nervous. I feel like if I get caught, I'm going to jail. I just started thinking all these terrible things. I'm being such a goody goody. I wasn't old enough to buy beer, so I didn't get a buzz or anything. And yeah, like I'm just scared. So I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And all these people are saying like two tickets, two kids. And I'm like one, I just need one. He's like, sorry, sorry. People are just like passing me by. Sorry, four tickets. I don't got one, but I don't got one. Like just people like not giving me the time of day. I'm just like <sighs> getting frustrated. I see my friend, one of my friends working outside on the grounds, getting things ready, watching the doors. And he like waves at me like a jackass and like makes fun of me. I'm like, whatever, I'm going to get a ticket. I'm going to get a ticket. So I see this old man and he's like, one ticket, one ticket. And I like jump over there. Like how much? And at first he said like 150 or something. I was like, I've got a hundred cash. And I flashed it and he goes hundred right now, right now. And I said, yeah, let me look at it first to go. All right, cool. Look at it. And I like, I look at it. It's in the envelope. Like it's legit. For what I know, looks like any other ticket I've gotten from a show says the right date. Like I look at the stuff to make you not look like an amateur, the seat, all the stuff it says Missoula, Montana, Washington County, Grizzly stadium, blah, 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 blah. So I get it. And I wait in line and I'm starting to get so excited. Like I want to see the rolling stones and the ticket. It's all the way. It's not nosebleed, but it's at the very back of the stadium so in one end zone and on the complete opposite end of the other end zone is where the stage is being set up so i'm like at the very back 300 plus yards back or more from the stage whatever not a big deal i get in there they scan me up it works i'm ecstatic like i didn't get robbed uh, my dad's going to send me the hundred bucks, which I said he never did. I'm freaking out. I'm thinking about all the songs they're going to play. I'm thinking about how I had heard that Kanye West was going to open up for them, but then backed out when he found out some of the places that they were going. And like, maybe I should do some more research. I don't remember all of it, but I remember being pissed and thinking, oh, he's scared to come to Missoula, Montana with all these freaking hillbillies. Like, I don't blame him. And I'm like, who is there? Who's going to open up for him? It was some like local shit ass band that probably had been around for a long time. And whoever was the promoter local, like threw him a bone. But I just remember it being trash, like nobody listening. Like they were just, it was just like a house band outside and nobody was paying attention. People were just buzzing because it's the Rolling Stones. So I get in my seat and I'm like way too early. I don't know what to do. I I don't, I'm not going to be able to get a drink here. Um, I'm just like, can't believe, I can't believe I'm here. So I'm sitting there, sitting there, I stand up, sit down, stand up. I'm looking around 
and like wow with all these old joker people i don't see any young people like me i don't see any cute girls or anything and i feel so like super out of place i'm trying to vibe with the crap music that's like so far off in the distance because i'm so far away from the stage and i feel like somebody's looking at me and i'm ah, whatever like maybe i'm being paranoid and then I turn and I see this like family. I see like two adult women. I say I see a girl my age, and I see like a boy a little bit younger than her. And they're just staring at me, and they're like coming down the road, but they're stopped, and they're looking at their tickets, and they're looking at down towards me, and there just happens to be like three more seats besides me, and nobody is in them. And I was like, ah, they probably are sitting next to me and like somebody's in their seat or some BS. And I feel them just like giving me the death stare and like they come and I feel like they're going to talk to me like, hey, have you seen somebody or what? Something about the seats. I start to get nervous and I'm trying not to make eye contact with them. I'm trying to look at my phone. I don't have Instagram or anything like that. I'm just like looking at my phone. There's nothing even on that shit. I'm looking at it. And uh, finally, one of the adults, ladies, excuse me, excuse me, is this your seat? And I said, yep, it is. Got my ticket right here. And I kind of flash it to her. And she's like, "Uh, I don't think it is. I think you got the wrong seat. Can you check for me? Sure, sure, cool, yeah. I uh, look at my seat and like, well, says right here, like in my head, it's like 113 C, 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 F or something. Cause I'm so far back and, uh, there go. No, it can't be You're in the wrong seat. And I was like, no, like I bought this ticket lady. This is my seat. I kind of get upset because she's not believing me. She's questioning me. No, this isn't your seat. I'm going to call security. And I was like, okay, sure. Call security. She's like, let, can I look at it? I said, yeah, here it is. And she goes, we have the same seat. How is that possible? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I bought that ticket today, fair and square. I didn't steal your seats. And they kind of like are the other ladies starting to get it in with, like get into it with me. The girl and the boy are just looking at me with their arms crossed. The one that first goes after me is like, I'm getting security. I'm tired of this shit. And I'm just like, fine, cool. So like I stand up and people are looking at it. So kind of got a scene going on. I put my like cross my arms and kind of turn away from because I don't want to look at these people. They're saying I stole their seat or something that I'm in the wrong seat and they got to get security. It's a white person thing to do. And uh, not just one security guard, but a whole gang of them. I'll say at least five of them come. And this old, just haggard lady and guy security guards with the younger buff dudes. Like, oh, hey, sir, so there's been a disturbance and you got to look at your ticket there. Something's wrong. I don't think this is your seat. I think you're in the wrong section, young man okay, here's, here's my ticket. No problems. Like I'm not trying to fight anybody. He's like, Oh, it's okay. Like chill out, chill. out. I just need to chill out. Okay, sure. Here you go. Here's my ticket. So he takes the ticket. I'll never forget this. He's got the ticket and he's got the other ticket and he's looking at it 
and he's looking at it and he like looks at me and he looks at them and then he looks at the lady and he's like look at this and they're freaking looking at it and like they take a few minutes come back hey um so i'm gonna go have to call radio in the head of security to come down here and take a look at this this is just strange and the people are getting pissed the two ladies and the kids because they we're making a scene now we got all security in that section over there i'm getting nervous i'm sweating like i feel the sweat falling off of me and my shirt getting wet because i think maybe i'm gonna get arrested or something like all these paranoid things are coming into my head and the head security guy comes and i'll never forget he looked kind of like larry david with a big white mustache Oh, he pulls up his pants and, all right, let me see that. And he looks at it and he's looking at the tickets, looking at the tickets, really looking at it. He shows it to the other people again and he's like, are you sure? And uh, hey, can you come with me? The four of you, five of you, come here. He's like, this has never happened. I've worked here for such and such doing security and blah, blah, blah. I've never seen this. I was like, seen what? And he's like, you guys have identical tickets. Exactly the same. And I was like, what are you talking about? I bought this. He's like, I believe you You bought this. It's scanned. You got in. I just scanned it again. Like it's a valid ticket and hers is a valid ticket too. But you have the exact same tickets. A copy. And like the lady's like, well, like two months ago, I my ticket got lost in the mail and I ordered a replacement or some BS. And the guy's like, I don't know lady. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do here. So he like gets on the thing on his intercom and like calls somebody and he like shakes his head and he tells other people like, run, run, like tells them and he's like, all right, come here. This is what I'm going to do. He's like, how would you like to watch the concert from backstage? And I, I didn't say anything. I just had a long pause and the people looked like they're like he, they had heard something in a different language. They were shocked. I looked at them. They looked at me. I looked at the guy. I was like, are you serious from the backstage? And he said, yeah, I don't know what happened, but I think you guys deserve to have a good night. All of a sudden those Four people, this little family, are all jumping up and down, hugging me. Oh my God, you made our night. This is the best night of like crying and all excited. We had to watch the Rolling Stones for backstage. And it just hasn't hit me because these people wanted to freaking throw me out the door and like kick me out the door more like it because I thought I stole their tickets. And all of a sudden this grace happened this great thing and he's like all right hold on let me let me call backstage and i'll get us going okay just just give me a second and they're just oh, people are still freaking out like uncontrollably freaking out and giving me a hug the girl's kind of cute i'm kind of excited about it because i i look like an idiot but now i look like a hero and i felt it so they lead us we get in the golf cart they take us to the, so there's like a, 
we went into the stadium first to get to the backstage. So there we went into the suite where like all the coaches and different people are for football games, like the pre-party stuff, but like where the big wig people fly in to watch the Grizz games. And there's like open bars, all these crazy people in there. There's oysters and like all kinds of different food and shrimp cocktails and all this shit. And they're like, oh, help yourself to anything you want. And then I'll take us, take you all backstage. So like the people just start, it's like they've never been to a party like this. They just start grabbing shit like handfuls. They offer drinks to me and the girl and the kid. The kid is probably like the boy who I found out is the cousin. So it was like a mom, two sisters, the adult ladies are sisters. And, and the girl is like, one of them is the mom to the girl and one of them is the mom to the teenage boy. And they offer us drinks like, oh, here, you want a whiskey Coke? I took a drink and the girl took a drink. The kid was like, oh, no, I'm only 15 or something. And I remember the cousin being like, you amateur, you could have gotten drunk tonight. <laughs> and he didn't. And the moms are just grabbing shit and getting all crazy because they probably had, who knows, hadn't been out in a while or something. But they just like went all out. Then they take us, which I think we're just going to watch it from the stage and like right there with the band. And I'm like tripping. I'm like, am I going to run into Mick Jagger? Is Mick Jagger going to just be like, <laughs> like standing right here? What in the fuck is about to happen? And they're like, oh, no, you can't watch it from here. There's no room. You're going to watch it from right here in the um not the rafters but like scaffolding so they had scaffolding for photography people people from the newspaper uh other fans it looks like and we were like two rows up in the scaffolding in the backstage watching it holy shit we had to like climb up these ladders to get up in there and i remember this guy from a i can't remember what paper or what news agency was like snapping photos and we told him the story and he was like holy shit that's the craziest stuff i've ever heard good thing you were here man you you're the hero and that's why i said that earlier because he he brought that up you're the hero man guess that scalper really paid off best hundred bucks you ever spent <laughs> yeah dude you're right and then the show starts and just magic. It was one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. They played so many songs. I can't remember all the songs that they played, but I know they played so many that just were right there in my heart. I grew up loving Sympathy for the Devil, Jumping Jack Flash. Uh, I can't even name them all. Like There were just so many. Can you hear me knocking? Um, start me up. And when he played the the song, I do remember was "Star Me Up," and I thought the stadium was gonna explode. There were so many lights and fireworks. That just the show itself, besides the music, was out of control. It was, it was epic. It was one of the best like performances I've ever seen all around with like all the stage magic and different shit. But what I remember with start me up is like 
it was going. All of a sudden, the stage comes apart, and the stage went the whole part of it, the whole length of the football field and back because they had like a big section marked out from one end zone to the next. And I just thought that was so weird. Like, why wouldn't there be people right there? Why is there a huge pit? Well, it was for the stage to be able to move and Mick Jagger to be able to go throughout the whole stadium and people went crazy. So if I, where I was, where I thought I was going to be in the very back, I actually would have gotten a front row look at old Mick and that's pretty damn cool. And I'll never forget that. Like I didn't expect that to happen. I'm watching it from backstage. I remember dancing with the girl and just being like, what is this real? And I remember at one point they didn't play wild horses, which I love that song. And I always will makes me think about growing up, makes me think about road trips and being in the car, driving to like Lake Billy Chinook or driving home after a long weekend, everybody's tired. You're kind of napping in the back of the suburban or the big dog and wild horses is playing. And it just has a very like deep feeling to it of a song like there's so many emotions in it and i just remember being her being so pissed they didn't play it and she kept every time they finished the song she's like wild horses she was like screaming down at the people and i was screaming with her at one point because i started to get a little whiskeyed up on the drinks because they kept bringing us drinks uh and yeah best hundred dollars i spent and also learned don't ever trust a scalper like who knows where the old man found it he probably found it in the trash or i don't think he was like a stalker or something and pulled it out of their mail but who knows maybe he was as missoula i've heard all kinds of crazy stories about people there um, i took a cab once with a guy that claimed to live across the street from a notorious serial killer that chopped people up with a chainsaw and like a hacksaw or something who knows it could have been him um but all kinds of wild shit would happen there and i'm it was just the beginning of my year of going to school there and what a kicked off with a bang and i remember it got done and they all gave me a hug and said like best that was the best night of our life we're so sorry that we judged you and thought that you stole our ticket or stole our seats like everything happens for a reason. We are supposed to meet you like all this like crazy trippy stuff. They cried. They gave me another hug. We went about our business. I got the girl's number. That doesn't matter, but I was feeling pretty pumped up. And on the way out, I stopped to get a t-shirt and all the t-shirts were like so expensive. I definitely didn't have the money for it, but at one of the, we got bags of stuff on the way out and in the bag there was a t-shirt and i remember being like oh that's what i wanted like i wanted to have a concert shirt from the rolling stones and it wasn't from that tour which i can't even tell you what the name of that tour was but 2006 summer uh fall whatever and the shirt that was in though was in there was an old vintage concert t-shirt from when they played rio from like 
I don't know, before my time. And it was all like kind of spray painted looking and like very bright, vibrant and all kinds of different like day glow type colors. And it said like Rio de Janeiro and something else. And I just remember being so sick and I had never seen that logo ever again. And I would wear it. And I remember the next day wearing it to breakfast in the food zoo with all my buddies. And they're like, dude, where'd you get that shirt? And I was like, you guys are not going to believe this. And I told them the story. And one of those jokers ended up stealing the, that shirt and never saw it again because they were so enthralled with it like I was. And they were a hipster, which I they didn't really like. I don't think they even liked the Rolling Stones, but they took the shirt, never saw it again. Yeah, that was you, Jim. I got your number, dude. You better find that shirt. But that's not the point. The point is the Rolling Stones are legends forever. Charlie Watts, Brian Jones, all of them, every single one, the ones that have passed, ones that are still alive. Appreciate you so much, and thank you for the music. Thank you for the story. I'll probably never meet you and be able to tell you the story, but it was one of the best concerts I ever went to in my whole life, and I couldn't have played out any better. So rock and roll. Thank you for being my jumping jack flash. And happy hunting, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to a special edition of the Pie Boy Podcast. I'll see you next week. Happy hunting. Until next time.